Hey, this is Tony from Restrained, and you're listening to the Growing Up Rock Podcast. This is the Growing Up Rock Podcast with your host and tour manager, Stephen Michael. Hey, 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 what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Growing Up Rock Podcast. We've got a special one for you today. We are talking with Tony from Restrained, all the way from Cali. Tony, what's going on, my friend? Nothing much. Same old, same old. How are you doing? Doing well, doing well. So in this episode, we're going to talk with Tony and uh, get a little bit of history on the band and some of his earliest influences and memories. And hopefully he'll have a good story for us or two living out there in California. I'm sure there's all kinds of cool things going on out there. Um, last week's episode had a blast. Um, uh, Sonny and I got on uh, uh, the Kiss Scab Love uh, boat uh, where we wanted to throw love to Tommy and Eric from Kiss. Uh, and we kind of talked about their history and their contributions in the Kiss camp. So uh, go back and check that episode out. Um, so before we get into it, let's uh, let's put a spotlight on some uh, new and up and coming music. What time is it, Samantha? It's time for the Crank It Up New Music Spotlight. All right. So we're going to talk about uh, the new Warrant record. Uh, this is a great new record, uh, Louder, Harder, Faster. If you haven't heard it yet, uh, go and download it or purchase it. Go check it out. It's a really good collection of tunes. Uh, it's a great uh, Warrant record um, in line with Rockaholic, the last record. Uh, and I am going to uh, place a song called Big Sandy in the queue for you guys to check out. So here we go, Big Sandy. how I like my rock and roll, nice and loud. Tony, did you dig that tune? I do. I'm a big fan of Warrant. Uh, have been since the beginning. Seen them several times. And uh, really happy that Robert Mason is in the band now. I um, think he's a perfect addition to the band. I don't know who else could have really filled Janie Lane's shoes. Um, and he's just uh, he's a great singer and a uh, an outstanding frontman. Yeah, those guys do a good job uh, carrying on uh, without Janie. I mean, Janie was an amazing songwriter, probably an underrated songwriter, but uh, hey, you got to carry on. Life goes on. 
Um, so, hey, uh, let's let's talk about uh, your band. So, uh, Restrained. Restrained is an unsigned band out of Sacramento, California, right, Tony? Correct. And um, I I first heard about this band through um, co-host uh, Sonny Pooney. Um, played it mm-hmm. on his uh, um, Radio Sucks episode uh, with the Decibel Geeks. Um, mm-hmm. and I was, I was blown away. I thought it was a, a massive, uh, sound, uh, um, from an unsigned band. So I was intrigued. Uh, Sonny, of course, uh, goes back with the band, uh, living out in the California area. Uh, so he was well aware of you guys. He'd seen you several times and, uh, uh, I guess you and you and he have a friendship, uh, going on and, um, uh, we wanted to see if we can, um, uh, broaden your fan base a little bit and get you out there uh, to to other ears uh, so that they can hear um, hear you guys. Uh, so why don't you uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about um, you know when how long has the band been around and and how how did you guys all kind of come together? All right, well uh, we started back in uh, late two thousand nine. Um, uh, my brother. Uh, brought home a, a demo that he had recorded with a co-worker and uh, it was just one song and I really liked it. My brother was singing and I really liked the music. I thought it was heavy and it was, it was pretty cool, a little bit more current than stuff that we'd been listening to. Uh, I asked him if there was more, he played the rest of the CD and all the other songs were sung by this other guy, Johnny. Um, I instantly loved the entire demo. Um, you know, the, the music was heavier a little bit more groovy. Uh, I think it was heavier mainly because the we tuned down. They, the artists just say he tuned down uh, the guitars and everything. Mm-hmm. So it, was, it had a heavier sound. Um, but his voice was very much that um, melodic, um, high voice that I was used to from the 80s. Uh, and I just I thought the harmonies and the, and the melodies were great. Uh, so I, 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 I said, hey, is this guy doing anything? Like, what's going on? what are you guys doing with this demo and he said no nothing so i insisted that we meet um we did and johnny was certainly um concerned i should say um to even at the thought of working with another guitar player because he's always been the only guitar player in the band um but we after like i don't know a couple hours of knowing each other it felt like we'd known each other for years now, um, now your yeah. your brother your brother's in the band or your brother just had the demo? No, he just had he just worked with Johnny on the demo. Okay, I got you. Now he was the original bass player. Okay, <laughs> so because when we first started it, what we were going to do was um, there was going to be three lead singers. Uh huh. Um, so we were, we were each going to sing you know certain songs off that demo and just kind of go from there. Um, but. Uh, we kind of went through several changes in the lineup. Uh, Johnny and I stayed consistent the entire way through. My brother went on to form his own band. Um, and then we filled in on bass, Chris Ellis. And uh, currently uh, we have Isaiah on drums. Uh, so it's a, it's a really good, nice filled out uh, band. And um, it would we've been clicking pretty well now we've been pretty solid for the past few years with that lineup and uh uh couldn't be happier with with who we got in the band now you have you have uh two two full-length cds out correct 
Correct. Yeah, we just put out Not Human uh, this last June. Uh-huh. Um, a Dark New Day was the first record, which came out way back in 2012. Uh, we really dragged our feet uh, <laughs> getting this new one out. Right. Um, but we're really... We're really meticulous when it comes to the writing, and we take a lot of time when we write a song because we don't want to put out just junk. Um, so we're really, you know. Is the lineup on on uh, both records the same or, or slightly different? No, slightly different. The first record had a totally different drummer and bass player uh-huh. um, than we currently have right now. Okay. Uh, yeah. But um, Not Human, which is the latest record that you put out that has the current lineup on it? Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And for those uh, for those that, um, that wouldn't know, because uh, we're just um, getting into the band, it's a band that has two lead guitar players and two lead singers, right? That's correct. Yeah, Johnny does most of the vocals. Um, I pop on for like a song or two on each record. Um, but all the vocals on the record are done by Johnny and myself. Right. Right. And, and yeah. do you, you guys sing? Um, cause I mean, I noticed when listening to the record, so, um, I'm not great at, at uh, telling different vocalists apart a lot of times. <laughs> like it took me forever just to realize, Oh, Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley, two different singers. <laughs> But I'm just an idiot sometimes. But but anyway, you guys, do you guys sing completely separate songs? Or um, uh, I think a lot of times I I noticed where um, you guys are kind of doubling each other up sort of in the in the vein of like maybe an Alice in Chains or something like that. Not that you sound like them, just kind of the vocal doubling type thing. Yeah, we do some of that. like I said, most of the time Johnny's singing on his own and then I come in for all the harmonies and, and backing vocals. Um, and then there's, uh, on the latest record, there's one song that I sing lead on and then he, uh, he backs me up. But, and then, yeah, of course there's a couple songs where we, we do dual, uh, harmony lead vocals. Um, it just, whatever, we don't kind of really follow any set pattern or mm-hmm. formula. Mm-hmm. We just go with whatever is right for the song and wherever it takes us while we're, we're just jamming it, uh-huh. you know? Awesome. And, and who yeah. does, who does, uh, how do you guys write? Who does all the writing in the band or, uh, what's your method of writing? Well, uh, Johnny and I are the main songwriters. Uh, Chris and Isaiah definitely contribute as well. Um, but again, there's no set formula. Uh-huh. Um, there's, uh, it, it can depend, you know, a lot of times Johnny will come up with a riff and well, for example, I mean, he'll, he'll play a riff and I like it. I'll throw a riff on top of that. We'll come up with the music. And then, uh, usually when it comes to the lyrics, uh, I, I majority of the lyrics, but, um, sometimes I just don't, I can't come up with a melody. So I'll have Johnny Mushmouth. Uh, is what we call it. And yeah. so that's what we call it. Uh, so basically just kind of hum along and just, you know, not really have any kind of words, but just sing melodies. Right. And I'll instantly come up with lyrics just from listening to what he's doing. Right. Right. Um, so that happens a lot. And then sometimes, you know, I write lyrics and go, Hey, we need, <laughs> we need music for this. Yeah. You know? And, and, and so there's, it's just whatever happens. We, we just let music happen organically. 
we don't like, all right, we're going to sit down and we're going to write this. So we need, you know, the music first and then we're going to do this. And then all we need to hook, we don't do that. Yeah. I think that's always, <laughs> you get a better product when it comes from the, from the heart, right. When it's, when it's just, uh, uh, what you're feeling at the, at that moment in time, I think that that's what produces probably the best, uh, product, right? I agree. So if I had never heard the band Restrain um, mm -hmm. and uh, didn't know the first thing about you guys, um, how would you describe Restrain to me? Uh, yeah. Well, um, <laughs> that's, that's a question that we get a lot. And it's kind of hard, you know, for me to say what we sound like simply because I just think we sound like us. Right. Um, but um, a fit one fan called us classic modern one time and Classic i think that's probably yeah i think that's probably the most um accurate description of our music um i think a lot of it is is modern ish and then it certainly has 80s flair to it you know and i think that's that's got a lot to do with you know johnny's voice um you know don Dawkins is his favorite singer so he definitely has a lot of that influence while he's singing um but, you, but that era, I'm sorry. sorry. I was just going to say, but you guys, you guys, there's no doubt about it, right? You call yourselves a, a metal band, right? I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, hard rock, melodic metal, whatever you okay. want to call us. I mean, yeah, it, it, I think from song to song, you could label us a different way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and I'm the I'm the first person to try and do away with labels. Labels are something that record companies created, but mm -hmm. uh, it's just human nature um, to uh, get somewhere in the ballpark when uh, you're trying to to sell a band to a friend. And and when I use yeah. the word sell, I mean I'm just trying to turn somebody on to a new band, right? And uh, sure. I wouldn't try to turn. Uh, your band onto say a Wham fan, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> you know, at least if at least if I try to sell your your band, if I try to turn your band onto say uh, an Iron Maiden fan or Dokken fan or Van Halen fan, at least I'm I know that I've driven to the right ballpark. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so that's that's a you know I mean uh, we can go into um, a discussion for the next fourteen to fifteen hours that would center around what's what's the difference in hard rock and metal and what do you consider metal and what do I consider metal and what do you consider hard rock and what do I consider hard rock? But we'll save Very that true. we'll save that topic for <laughs> for another discussion. Uh, we're here yeah. to talk about your band restrained. And so, um, you know, new, new ish, um, uh, modern, um, metal, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, we can just call it metal. Yeah. I mean, it's, let's it's, just, let's just go there. <laughs> I'll let, I'll let the people, uh, I'll let the people judge, you know, um, uh, judge for themselves. Uh, you know, they'll be hearing it for the first time they hear with their ears. So we'll let them, uh, decide what, what they want to call it and whatever you want to call it. It's, it's your, your call, you know, hopefully you'll call it, uh, call it good uh, yeah, exactly. because I certainly think it's good. So, <laughs> but you know, with, with any kind of music, you have people that, that, it's not their, their thing and people that it is their thing. So that's, that's sure. what music's all about. So, um, today, 
Um, and right now, I'm going to ask you, what's your, what's your favorite Restrain song right here, right now? You know, I could give the usual, how can I pick? All my songs are my children. It's like picking my favorite. Ch- ah, bullshit. You're ever thinking um, <laughs> No, that's what like every every time you ask a songwriter, that's the answer. I of course. Hear, and it's like, no, that's a bunch of crap. Which one's your favorite? There's a favorite. And okay. there's definitely a clear favorite. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so what um, is it? Well, I think the best song that we've written is Breaking Down. No, uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's a great song. I didn't ask you what the best song you've written is. <laughs> I asked you what's your favorite tune. All right. Well, then my favorite one is Some Will Be Saved. Okay. So Some Will Be Saved. So let me ask you this. is Are yes. you telling me that your favorite song is Some Will Be Saved right now and it's going to change um, a week from now or two hours from now? I'm, I'm asking. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Um, it's been my favorite song mainly because it's the first song that we wrote together as a band. Fair enough. So, um, so you yeah. have a sentimental connection to that song. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And I really like the, um, it's, it was my first really kind of go at lyric writing. Um, cause in the past I was always just a guitar player and I just wrote the guitar parts. Um, but in this band, you know, Johnny used to just be a guitar player too. So neither one of us was really a lyric writer. Right. Um, so I kind of took a stab at it and it, it came together of course, while he was mush mouth and I was like, ran into the other room here, sing it, sing this. And he was like, sing what? I said, what you just did, but use these lyrics. And he goes, I don't remember what I did. So, um, but uh, luckily I did. Um, and uh, it, it, I, the other reason I really like the lyrics I wrote is that they're, they tell a story, but they're kind of vague at the same time uh-huh. to where the listener can kind of come up with their own meaning for the story. Yep. Um, for example, uh, one person thought it was about um, a couple of heroin addicts and uh, one shot the other one up and they ended up ODing and dying and so the guilt just took over took them over so so badly that they ended up taking their own life um, which is a really deep story and I really wish that's what I wrote it about but the the truth is um, my wife was watching uh, Twilight at the time uh-huh. and, uh, <laughs> So I wrote it about vampires. <laughs> that's, that is dark shit, man. That is crazy dark shit. And that's, and you know what? That's, this is, this is one of the other millions of things that I love about music. Right. And this is the inside scoop because I, how many songs are out there by artists today that, that connect on some really deep, crazy personal level to people and, um, you know, whatever, pick one, but, uh, it connects to somebody on a really deep personal level. And, and then, um, in the, in the artist mind, right. They, they wrote it while watching, a um, uh, episode of SpongeBob, SpongeBob, uh, SquarePants <laughs> or something, you know, I mean, I think it's crazy, but it's true. I mean, it's, it's nuts how that happens. So, so let's, let's spin, uh, uh, some will be saved. All right. So here you go. Some will be saved. In the dark. 
Yeah, man, that's that's good stuff. That's that's a good tune, man. You should uh, you. you should be proud of that song. So how how did you um how did you get into get started in music? Like you know, guitar playing, singing. How did how did all that come around for you? Well, I mean, I I've been in playing music in some shape or form for many many years growing up. You know, clarinet and keyboard, etc. Uh-huh. Um, but eighty five is when I got my first. Uh, one of those imitation Stratocasters made out of plywood, you know, starter guitars. Um, and you're, you're how old at this point? Uh, 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, I, I went and took uh, two guitar, two lessons from this guy at the local music store. First, first lesson, he taught me the two like major bar code, mm-hmm. bar chords. Mm-hmm. Um, so he goes, okay, go home and practice. Okay. So next time I came back, he goes, all right, so you learned them? Yeah. Okay, what song do you want to learn? I don't want to learn a song. I want to learn how to play. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And so he taught me Smoke on the Water, and I was like, I don't even know what this song is. You know, at 15, <laughs> I'd never heard of that song. Um, so I quit at that point. And so what I did was I started listening to um, – I was really into rat at the time. So I found that – um, you know, they panned their guitars hard, left and hard, right? So you got Robin on one side and Warren on the other, uh-huh. specifically talking about, um, you know, uh, Invasion of Your Privacy and Out of the Cellar okay. were the two yep. that I was listening to. So if you pan it, pan the audio to one side or the other, you'll get one guitar only, you know, so you can basically kind of, um, you can figure out. I, I just learned by ear. I, I could figure out Warren's part, and then I'd switch sides and learn uh, Robin's parts, and that kind of helped me as a guitar player figure out how to 
write a song as well as learning how to play. It, it taught me how to write a song with two different guitar parts. Now, are you there know? any other, uh, do you come from a family of musicians? Are your parents musicians or is there other musicians? Where did, where did you get your, your musical genes or, or hmm. you know what I'm saying? I, yeah, yeah. I would have to say probably grandpa. Uh, okay. Grandpa used to play organ in uh, in the church. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, you know, I remember from a very early age, he we had an organ in the living room, and he'd come and he'd just start playing all these huge, you know, huge sounding orchestral arrangements on the organ, and right on. you know, and he'd sing along. Yeah. And uh, dad's a pretty good singer too. So, so, so you get your guitar, you get your first guitar at 15. What, mm -hmm. what was, was there a, like, was there a particular moment or, or, um, uh, an artist or a song? Was there a moment that, that made you want to play or get into guitar playing? I mean, or was it just, um, a creative outlet for you? Hmm. Well, um, I would probably say that, um, yeah, I mean, really what it was, was Rat and Dawkins and Striper. Uh -huh. Really, those were kind of, and, and Kiss, of course, I was a big Kiss fan too. Okay. Um, but those bands were probably the ones that really got me wanting to get serious about playing guitar. Uh huh. Um, just because they always had, well, first of all, the songs, the hooks, and then they always had a great stage presence. Mm -hmm. You know? know um and i just always wanted to do that so why so why rock why rock and roll versus you know country or or r&b or anything else what what was it about uh rock and roll that uh was there did you have brothers and sisters that had a bunch of rock and roll records laying around or i mean how did you end up with rock and roll no yeah not at all um actually i only have one younger brother um and actually, growing up, I used to listen primarily to pop, R&B, and um, rap back in the beginnings of rap. Um, so what was your gateway drug? Ha. So um, my gateway was Asia. <laughs> from the Asia. Yeah, the Asia record. You know, Heat of the Moment and stuff. Yeah. So I don't really consider that rock, but it, it is rock had. Though. It is definitely rock. That that was one of the first riffs I ever learned on guitar was Heat of the Moment. <laughs> Heat of the oh, Moment. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Um, but that got me into um, Def Leppard Pyromania. Okay. Which, uh, those were the two first rock records I bought. I, I don't consider, you know, Asia, I, I consider that more of a pop, you know, it's a prog record kind of thing. That's why I, was, I consider Def Leppard Pyromania my first rock record. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of really got me, I mean, really what it was, was I saw the video for rock of ages and it was just, I didn't, I didn't understand what was going on because right. it was like nothing I had seen or heard before. Um, and so it just, something about it struck me and it made me feel a certain way that I wasn't used to feeling, you know what I mean? It got, it, it, it elicited a new emotion. Um, and just the simplicity of it. And just the tone of the guitars and just how much power there was. Right. Uh, that's really what kind of got me 
going into rock and roll. And then you went out and you got yourself a Union Jack T-shirt after that, or <laughs> <laughs> never had. Actually, no, I got the little Union Jack booty shorts. Okay, you know? <laughs> fair enough. Hey, hey, fair enough. You know. <laughs> whatever works for you my friend that's you gotta do what you gotta do i had a union jack shirt i'm not gonna lie i, I bet a, you did i had a def leopard t-shirt sure <laughs> did first uh the pyromania tour as a matter of fact i think is nice. where, where i got that thing so so the first rock records you bought were the asia and the um the pyromania record what's the first uh rock concert you went to first concert was many many years later um I saw Van Halen on the fifty one fifty tour. Okay. And so and what what was the age what was your age at this point? Sixteen. Okay, that's fair that's fair enough. I, I was mm-hmm. I was starting to think that you I was putting the timeline together. I was starting to think that you were like close to twenty. I was like, You're really you were twenty till you saw your first concert? Okay, sixteen. Sixteen's <laughs> fair enough. Um so fifty one fifty and um do you remember yeah. who opened up that show? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, it was Bachman Turner Overdrive. Wow, BTO. And, yeah. And I mean, these guys came out in these like onesie, you know, garbage man outfits. Yep. And I was like, what is this? A little taking I care mean, of I'd business, a, baby. Yeah, I'd heard a couple of songs, but I was like, really? This is a weird, weird choice to open the show. You know what? Van but, Halen. Van Halen is just one of those bands that they've always had, whether it was Dave or Sammy, they've always seemed to have these really weird opening acts. Uh, you know, I mean, I saw them with, I saw them with this really weird band uh, on the Diver Down tour called um, uh, After the Fire, and they were awful. Oh. They were they were <laughs> absolutely they were absolutely awful. I, they weren't they weren't even rock and roll as as best I can no. I can remember. And then they had so wait after the fire you mean Der Commissar? No, no, it wasn't. The name of the band was After the Fire, and no, I don't think it was. Um, it, no, it wasn't the same thing. It was something different. Okay. But uh, yeah, I remember that as well. But. Um, you know, the closest to normal band that I ever saw was, um, was something probably like, um, autograph who opened up the 84 tour. That was the closest to rock and roll. Uh, and of course when they opened up, they didn't, I don't, they didn't even have a record out at that point. They were so new. Um, and then I saw Earth, Wind, and Fire on the reunion tour. <laughs> oh, jeez, oh, Yeah. Uh, was it Earth, Wind, and Fire? Yeah, I think it was. Uh, no, no, no. What was it? It was something like that. It was some, it was one of those bands. Uh, but I don't think it was earth, wind and fire. I think it was somebody else. I can't remember now. Um, uh, but they opened up the reunion tour. Um, so. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well crazy. So that was your first concert memory. And, and, um, uh, do you have any particular, uh, stories or anything that center around that first concert? Were you excited? How did, you know, who'd you go with? Uh, what was your earliest memories of that show? Yeah. I mean, uh, I was, I was super stoked because really prior to that way back in 78, I saw Frank Sinatra. So technically that's my first concert, but as far as first rock concert, it was Van Halen. And I mean, I was, uh, you know, I, I was really really a big fan of Eddie at the time. And I mean, who's not a fan of Eddie's playing. So I, I went with a friend from school and his, his buddy. Yep. 
And um, and when I, I it, yeah, it was it was a strange. It was we were we were all freaked out because it was kind of our first all of our first concert, and uh, we we were all the way down front. We were like three people back, and we didn't know how to act. So you know we were all linking arms and stuff, trying not to get separated. And it, it was just it was ridiculous. But um, being that close to the stage and just feeling the heat and. and and just the energy coming off the stage was just bananas. And I was like, "That's it. I got it. That's I got to do this." Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. So um, in a in a way, that maybe was the turning point for you for uh, helping you uh, decide this is really what you wanted to do. Then, right? It may have been, and I mean, literally a week later, David Lee Roth. We saw David Lee Roth with you know Vian Sheehan, and, yeah. and and you know Mind Blown times two now. You know, so yeah. yeah, I mean that that very well could have been a linchpin so, right there. That's awesome. Yeah. That's inspiring for sure. That kind of those kind of shows back in those days, you know, they inspired many of the musicians, much like Kiss did in the early days. You know, uh, the Van yeah. Halens and the and the David Lee Ross and uh, you know those those bands from that era definitely inspired a lot of people to want to do it. It looked like too much damn fun, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Holy so, smokes! <laughs> so, so what's one of the what's one of the weirdest things that's ever happened to you on stage while you're playing a gig? Hmm. Weirdest thing. Well, um, <laughs> aside from the usual, you know, amps cutting out and that kind of thing. Um, at one show recently, uh, the promoter in between songs came to me and said, "Hey." I need you to pick a ticket for the raffle. <laughs> like, uh, we're right in the middle of our set. Yeah, but I, we got to give away a t-shirt. Like right now? <laughs> While right you now, were playing? Uh, like I literally, we just finished a song. Okay. And I, I just uh, just stepped over to tune a little bit, just checked the tuning, and she starts yelling at me to do this. I was like, you can't, you got to be kidding me, right? Um, so I did it. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, about four songs later, she's she's at me again. I'm like, no, go, go away. away, leave me alone. I'm trying to finish our set. Yeah, yeah that's was, when you uh, just, that was very strange. That's when you just pretend you can't hear them. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So so uh, you you up for a lightning round with me? I'm scared. <laughs> you should be. <laughs> ah, nothing to be scared of. Just don't don't overthink it, man. I'm just gonna pop off two or three questions. Just whatever is the first thing that pops in your mind. That's that's All where right. people get into trouble with lightning rounds. They overthink it. Uh, and and I always tell people, you know, if you're going to talk about my favorite CD or my favorite concert or my favorite this or my favorite that, it's whatever it is at that second. Uh, and when you're sure. dealing with music, for me, it's it's always um, it's ever changing. You know, my favorite band today mm -hmm. may be different in two hours. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so so here we go. Last album you listened to, Theocracy Ghost Ship. All right, best concert you've ever been to. Ooh, best concert, Prince at the DNA Lounge in San Francisco. Um, it's it's got like it's so small. It was like I think it's like six hundred people. Wow, six to eight hundred. Yeah, super tiny. Um, this was only like two or three years ago, and I mean. To be that close, yeah, that's amazing. It, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've I've been a huge Prince fan for 
years, 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 years. He's he's been a big influence on me actually. Was it so a, to be that close? Was it a full show? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. How was yeah. the set? I mean, list? It, ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was it, it was uh, with his uh, Third Eye Girl band, mm-hmm. so it was just the girls, and um, he went through, you know. I don't, he can't go through all the hits because he just doesn't have that kind of time. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? And uh, he played a bunch of random, you know, deep cuts. And, and a lot of times he would just tell the girls to go away and he'd just sit and just bust out like 10 songs in a row. Awesome. Not full songs, just give you a little taste, you know? Yeah. Uh, just, it, the guy's ridiculous. That's, just ridiculous. That's killer. Yeah, um, hands down the best concert. Best rock concert you've been to? Hard rock or heavy mm. metal? Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, trying not to overthink it. So I'm going to have to go with Kiss on Revenge Tour. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Was that a full stage set or was that one of the club dates I did? No, full stage. Okay. Um, guilty pleasure, artist or song? Guilty pleasure? Yeah, you know what oh, that means. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> um, you know, coming up, uh, I was a big rock set fan. All right, cool. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Going on a little joyride, are you? Man, I tell you what, <laughs> that record right there, I freaking love that record. Dude, that's, yeah. there's no problem with that. I got a little rock set on the iTunes playlist as well, so it's, it's all good. good. Stuff. And now everybody has tuned out. <laughs> lost everybody yeah, we've exactly. lost everybody nope. <laughs> zero credibility now <laughs> zero credibility you got it um person you'd like to sit down and have dinner with living or dead prince all right goes hand in hand another musician yep. fair enough all right man that's it that your lightning round is done simple and sweet simple and sweet we don't want to over push it so you said you mentioned earlier you uh you are a um kiss fan right yes definitely and how how many times have you seen them uh um a lot probably not as many as uh a lot of kiss fans or at least you know many kiss fans my age sure um because i my first kiss show was on the crazy nights tour okay so um i you know after that first show saw them at arco arena in sacramento um then it got to a point where every time they came to town um we would go to the sacramento show and the bay area show you know right. so every time they came through we saw them twice okay so so i kind of made up a lot of ground you know by doing that <laughs> But, um, you know, probably not as many. But, yeah, I've seen them, geez, through the years. Just since then, I I try to go every time they come through, but I've missed a few. So out of all those shows, would you say that um, the Revenge show is, is the favorite that you've seen? Or, or is there another show out of all those shows that you've seen that you? I mean, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think. Um, I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> probably yeah. revenge either revenge or hot in the shade i mean with leon on the stage that was pretty cool i heard a lot of um, people talk about that tour i i, I yeah. didn't see that tour but i've heard tons of people good. talk about it one yeah that was a good one for sure 
And favorite Kiss record? Mm. At the moment, um, I've gone back to Rock and Roll Over. Okay. Um, just some of my favorites, like Mr. Speed is on there, yep. you know? Um, one of my all-time favorites. I Yeah, that riff is just cool. It's simple. You know, all Kiss stuff was simple back then. Um, but just, yeah, that one's always stuck with me as uh, one of my favorites. It's time for your Kiss historic moment on Growing Up Rock. There you go, Tony. There's a little Mr. Speed for you. That's a nice tune. Love I love that song. <laughs> that wasn't a hard. That wasn't. You didn't have to twist my arm to spin that one. I dig that tune. Yeah, I just wish they would play it live. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wish they'd play a lot of stuff off of uh, uh, Love Gun and Rock and Roll Over a little bit deeper tracks uh, live. Definitely. I don't. Definitely. I I personally don't need to hear Rock and Roll uh, all night, party every day anymore. <sighs> seriously and and i love it loud honestly i i'm over that one too and um god gave sorry, rock and roll Army. to you i just there's <laughs> yeah. so many songs there's so many there's songs. a lot of yeah there's a lot they could skip yeah for sure um, well so so i'll let you tell me your your favorite um uh restrained song and and now i think it's only fair that that i get to pick a song that that i kind of like off uh the restrained records uh, and granted, I haven't I haven't had the opportunity to spend near as much time with both of these records. I haven't had them a real long time, uh, but I have gone through them a couple of times, and uh, I'm sure that this will also change uh, daily, hourly, and and uh, uh, by the second because that's that's my musical taste. But uh, I'm actually going to pick something off the first record, um, and. Um, I am going to pick a song called Sins of Me, uh, which I like quite a bit. Um, okay. Because it's, it's a little bit, 
I'll tell you why I like it. I like it, and I don't know anything about this tune. I'm going to let you tell me a little bit about it. But um, this is a song that is a little bit different of a groove pattern than some of the other songs, and I kind of like that that slowed down groove a little bit. Um, it's still heavy. Uh, it sounds awesome. It's just something that, you know, it, it hits you when it hits you and you like what you like. So this is one that kind of stuck out for me. Um, although there's a, a bunch of amazing tunes, uh, on both records, whether it's rescue me or denying the demons, but, uh, sins of me is, is what I would like to play. What can you tell me about that song? Well, um, that song is one of the songs that was on that original demo. Okay. Um, that Johnny had written. Okay. So yeah, that first record is made up of a handful of the songs that Johnny had written on that demo. And then, um, you know, the, the songs that we had written as well. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a, a, you know, a, a handful. So there was that one and there was probably like two or three others from that original demo. And that's one of them. Um, and that might explain why why it has a little bit of a different sound than than mm -hmm. a lot of the rest of the record as well. Which, I mean, if it's a if, if it's a different sound, that may have uh, made it stick out a little bit. Um, so uh, I can completely understand that. That's that's cool. Do you do you like that song at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't dislike any song on any of our records. Fair enough. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but this is definitely um, something that Johnny had written, and then we just kind of added the restrained flavor to it, if you will. Sure. You know what I mean? To make it kind of sound more like um, what we what we do. So, and maybe that's it's, good. So, yeah, maybe it's yeah. the combination of the two that that worked. I don't know, but uh, it stuck out um, uh, for me, and so uh, I'd like to spin that now. And uh, here we go. <laughs> Can you take 
So yeah, I, I I like that song. There's a good good pocket with that song. Uh, yeah. So it's it's uh it's been fun, man. So so what's up? What's up next for Restrained? Well, um, we are currently looking into um, hiring a PR company. Uh, last time we came out with an, a record, we just did everything on our own, just total grassroots. Uh, we really didn't you know have any kind of push behind it. Um, you know, being a, an independent release, uh, there's no label backing you or anything like that. So we're going to try and go about it. Just get a PR company to help us uh, promote, get us maybe in front of some folks who might never have seen or heard of us um, and kind of go from there. We'd, we'd love to tour. Uh, yeah, touring's expensive. It just, you know, a lot of friends of mine have uh, toured, um, you know, unsigned bands that is. Right. And, you know, the, at the end of the night, they're getting paid a hundred bucks. And, you know, you're talking about gas money and, and you got four members and then you got your crew. Like, how do you pay yeah. anybody? You well, know what I mean? Yep. And so it, it, and it, the bad thing is, is you're not going to make any money off of the music, the records that you're recording, because I'll be honest, um, as soon as you upload your new record to Amazon and iTunes and all that good stuff, there's about 30 to 50 other uh, MP3 download sites that has it for free, like the next day. Yeah, it's really, um, it's really, really <laughs> so, tough. I mean, it's really, really tough for the new and younger, younger artist. And uh, you know, that's um, that's one of the things coming up on um, next week's episode when Sonny and I kind of get into um, musical ADD and just, um, uh, some of the struggles that artists are seeing right now, you know, how do you break a new band? Uh, uh, so yeah, I completely understand that really the only way for a, um, uh, new and up and coming, uh, band to get out there is to basically put the music out there, hope that people share it, hope that you get the mm -hmm. name out there and then hope that you're able to get yourself on some sort of tour that'll give you a guarantee enough to pay the bills. Right. Exactly. And, you know, um, again, <laughs> to get on a, a tour with an established band nine times out of 10, you're going to have to buy on. And so now we're coming out of pocket to get on that tour. You know what I mean? Right. right. Um, so it, it's, it's a tricky situation. Mm -hmm. So kind of like you said, hopefully, you know, you just put the music out there. Hopefully um, people, you know, like it, gravitate towards it, share it with other people and um, then kind of build a demand yeah. um, that way. Uh, Cause that's really the only way <laughs> that, uh, it's going to do anything as far as the tour goes, you know, and really what it comes down to is the merch, right? You know, that's, that's the only place we, we ever make money really, you know? Right. So, 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 yeah. so why don't you, uh, why don't you tell the people listening where they can, uh, get your, uh, CDs and your, and your merchandise, um, where can they go to get that stuff? Absolutely. Well, um, all the music is available on 
Amazon.com as well as iTunes. Uh, you can also go to CD Baby. Uh, you can get physical copies on our website, which is restrained.com. That's R-E-S-T-R-A-Y-N-E-D.com. Uh, you can also get uh, merchandise at that website as well. Um, and if you do end up downloading on uh, iTunes or Amazon, please leave us a review. Um, we'd appreciate that because, you know, reviews kind of push you up into Puts you on the radar, put it that way. <laughs> they put you in the populars kids table. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll graduate from the kid table, uh, that little folding table, you know, at the end of the main dining table. Exactly. <laughs> and have you guys got have you guys got any upcoming shows uh coming up? Only a handful of local shows down here in uh down here, up here in Northern California. Yeah. Um, but we are uh, looking to add a few dates outside of California in the next few months. So, uh, you know, fingers crossed that we can make some stuff work and we can make it uh, to where it's feasible and um, get out there and meet some new folks. Because there's a lot of folks that have been messaging me, you know, wanting us to come play. And there's nothing I'd rather do, yeah. honestly. But it's just it's just got to make sense for everybody involved. All right. And um, people can can they contact you through the uh, through the website or do you have a Facebook page or? Yeah, uh, you can hit the connect or the uh, contact button on our website, uh, or you can find us on Facebook. Uh, again, Restrained. We're on Twitter and Instagram as uh, Restrained Band, one word. Yep. Uh, we're on YouTube. Connect with us all over the place. And if you, every time you message us, one of us is going to respond to you personally. So, very cool. We'd love to hear. Love to hear from you. I always like to hear feedback of, you know, if you like the CD, you hate the CD, um, you think our shirts are ugly, I don't care. You know, drop drop us a message and I'll, I'll probably be the one that responds. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, we're doing this show. Uh, we'll ask that you, you know, you share this episode with uh, other people out there um, once uh, – once we release this episode, share it forward and uh, give it a listen and um, subscribe to the podcast and, and uh, like our Facebook page at Growing Up Rock. Um, and we can uh, make sure that we put you in contact with the band if we need to. Um, and then I'm going to turn it over to um, uh, the much more lovelier uh, Samantha, and she's going to give you guys a little bit of info about the podcast. Um, so, Samantha, take it away. Everyone's got a rock and roll story to tell, and we want to hear yours. So go to our website at growinguprock.com. That's one word, G-R-O-W-I-N-U-P-R-O-C-K.com. Or visit us on our Facebook page at Growing Up Rock and tell us all about it. Great info. Anything else to go along with that? Please make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Growing Up Rock, and leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a like and leave us a comment on Facebook at Growing Up Rock. Oh, she sounds so much better than me. So so right. lovely. So lovely. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, well, that's that's. It's been great, Tony. I appreciate you taking the time to uh, to sit down with us and uh, uh, talk a little bit. And like I said, hopefully we can get um, your your music to other ears out there uh, outside of the uh, state of California. And let's uh, uh, build upon uh, you know the Decibel Geek episode and um, uh, get you out there to uh, more people because uh, there's. 
Uh, there's you guys and there's a lot of other great bands out there that are just being missed uh, because of the overabundance of music that's just coming out right now. It's so readily available that, uh, you know, Sonny and I was talking the other day, you know, how, how much great rock and roll is being missed uh, because of uh, uh, the abundance of uh, music out there right now. So, um, you know, we, we hope that uh, uh, Restrained, uh, it would be really, really cool if we were able to build Restrained up and uh, see you guys uh, be successful. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. And uh, thank you for having me on the show. It was a lot of fun. Um, let's do it again sometime. Uh, absolutely absolutely uh maybe we'll we'll have you on and we'll do a uh you know our favorite kiss records or our favorite uh concerts or whatever we'll we'll do a, a, a fun episode like that where we uh talk about music that we're into or something so sounds good so that's it uh for this episode of uh growing up rock tony you have any shout outs you want to give out well uh thanks to you and sunny who is not on the podcast today, but uh, thanks for connecting us. Um, shout out to my boys, Johnny, Chris, and uh, Isaiah. Uh, wish you could be on here, but not really, because this is all about me today. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like a true lead uh, singer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the, and I'm the guitar player, imagine. Yeah, double, had, uh, double duty. Oof. Yeah. But uh, and you know, thanks to everybody who uh, for all the support um, of the Decibel Geek podcast episode. Um, we've got a lot of good response from uh, Sonny playing that song. So um, thank you very much. Uh, appreciate it. Um, love to hear from you guys. So again, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, website, uh, what have you. Um, you'll always get a personal response back from one of us. So thank you. All right, all right. This is Stephen Michael. Until next week, we will uh, we will holler at everybody next week. Tony, go on and shuffle up that phone. Here we go. Peace. Later, everybody. Get ready to shuffle, rattle, and roll. Play us out, boys.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.